We're here, we're queer, and welcome to the Stay Awake podcast. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Yadine. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a nice day. Everything's good. Things are feeling good. Things are feeling good. I'm excited. I'm so excited to be doing the first episode. I'm so excited. So, on today's episode, we're just going to be talking about owning yourself, owning your space, and all things you, all things us. We're going to hear a lot about us. Yes. You're going to learn a little more about us as your host. And hopefully we'll bring you in and make you want to learn some more. Let's go. So, we're going to start off by asking Alex. How does it feel being queer on campus? Hmm. I think think for me, being queer on campus is such a complex topic. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many dimensions to being queer. Like... It's not, a, it's not a very unitary experience. Yes, we all have different experiences. It's the LGBTQI plus. That plus that plus means a lot, that right? That plus gone forever. So it really is individualistic. Mm. And obviously intersectionality is a thing. For people who don't know what intersectionality is, it's just basically that we're more than just one facet of who we are. They're all intertwined. I'm POC. I'm colored. I'm gay. I'm a man. It's all of those things. That all of it. Dominoes. Exactly. It all has an effect on one another. But I think for me, being a gay man, for example, on campus, it's it's, it's ups and it's down. I've come a long way. I started in 2018. Things things were not what they were in 2018. 2018. 2018 was... That was a different era. It was completely different. Back then, there were a lot of queer people. We were bold. We were loud. Mm. But we were... Constantly silenced. We were constantly monitored on how we act, how we dress. Like that was still when we had major incidents in these dances mm-hmm. taking place. We still do, but now I think queer people have more power. We have more of a voice. We have a community. We have wake. We have queer us. We have platforms. Exactly. Expression platforms. Exactly. So we can just be ourselves. We can be honest. We can be open. We can really go there. But for me. I think my journey has been really good. I've come a long way. I was the only like out gay person in my first year. Really? Like when it was a week. Like there were other gay people. Okay, but, but like were you looking at them and you were like, I know. I knew everyone. No, knew. that's such a big thing. Cause one of my friends asked me the other day, like, is the gay dar real? And I was like, yes. No, it's definitely real. You can sense it's wrong. We were kinda, I'll tell you, we were sitting. Um, outside of it is and we were all queer and we knew it we knew it we all knew it but, <laughs> but no it was one was like mm, we're not gonna talk about it exactly no one was actively gonna speak about it and I just but you definitely know oh no like a friend of mine came out to me a few weeks ago and I was like this finally makes sense and he was like did you know the whole time I was like yeah no, no yeah, definitely I knew. and he was like no I knew you were bi because you just give off bi chaotic energy oh. <laughs> what is that I was like what does that mean I also feel indifferent about that because I feel like sometimes people, if you have certain traits, they stereotype. And yes. I always feel bad for straight people who are more, for example, metrosexual men. Yes, I feel I'll bad for them. Yeah, they're like a lot of metrosexual men get considered to be like gay because why do you take so much care of yourself? And it's like just because normal, like straight men use Nivea three in one for everything. <laughs> Nivea three in one. Nivea three in one does not mean that being metrosexual makes you gay. No, definitely not. Or if you just dress more butch as a woman, what is that? That that means nothing. That really means nothing. But people take that really far. They're like, oh, you never wear dresses? You must be, you must be gay. 
No, it doesn't work like that. Mm, I think it's definitely we're still taking steps to break out of stereotypes. Oh, like, definitely. That's an important thing because just because everyone's more like or less rigid than they were before doesn't mean stereotypes and discrimination doesn't exist. No, they very much interlink, they intertwine. Constant, and it's so difficult to get them out, like to ease them out of normal like culture because they're so ingrained in us. Like even us, I'm pretty sure even queer people are. Oh no, definitely. Unconscious like, bias. Yes, are a thing. they are really a thing. Yes, and not just with I think being queer, with everyone, with being male versus female, like sex wise, like people are very. They, are, they have their biases towards they people. They really, really do. I'm male presenting and people automatically assume you are a horrible person. You are horrible. Like people do think that. I no. experienced that today. No. So basically, we were handing out goodies to the people on campus. Then this one like female comes towards us and it's International Women's Day. We're like, yes, let's go. That's, that's the point of the exercise. Right. And then... The person who's female presenting goes forward and then the person is so excited they take it they're happy then i go towards the person and they're looking at me like drops what are you doing here drops. and i was like that's it's, it's it's strange to me it's so strange it's just that you can't fight the bias on both ends because True. obviously we're all like females are all conditioned into thinking like the whole you know, trash thing and like True. we're experiencing so much remember then you present like that yes. so people need to at the same time get over the fact that you might not be the same but then it plays into not all men exactly so it's it's a highly sensitive topic to, to as talk most about. things are but not that it shouldn't be talked about because you shouldn't be treated like that just because you present the way you present True. and it's the same it, it goes so. for numerous things like our skin color we all get profiled all the time <laughs> it's quite scary but yeah like i think that's my experience for me what was your experience like especially like being queer on campus well i started in 2020 so oh years after you yesterday yesterday <laughs> just the other day just the other day but for me it was it was I think because I was always very in touch with my sexuality. Mm -hmm. So I didn't go through a period of time. I was really lucky that I didn't go through a period of time where I was like, oh, I like girls as well. And I don't like that. Like, I didn't feel like I needed to translate. I was out there in high school, like... Living. I'm going to pull whoever I want. As you should. Yes. So when I... But obviously it was, it was quite like closeted in the sense that everyone was like oh like that's not a serious thing yes. and like they didn't take it as part of my personality a lot of i know it must be a phase school, yes, you get that a lot a lot of the people i know in high school were like this is you're gonna blow over this so quickly girl it's six years later i am blown over it yet. it's it's still very so much full swing. getting to high to getting into university it felt like very much the type of place where i was like nobody here knows me they don't know me from a bar of soap that is the oldest phrase i've ever used but um, I was like, now is the time where I can come into myself and I'm going to come here by. And I'm going to come here being 100% myself and nobody's going to tell me shit. So I obviously like don't experience a great reaction all the time. Like, like my experience a couple of weeks ago was I was at a bar and I was with another woman and two white, I'm assuming cishet men, just by the reaction they gave us, came up to us and they were like, ew, no. what are you doing? And then that's also where the, the intersectionality plays in because then I had to sit there going, 
is it you because I'm brown and she's white? Or is it you because we're both girls? Ooh, and that always, that is the question. That is the question. Is it you because we're interracial or you because we're both girls? So do you not or like is it both? Is it both? Is it, oh, I would have been happy that you were bi, but did it have to be a, a, a brown woman? Like, do you know what I mean? I feel like people also have this idea, oh, queer people are looking for attention. So, yes. now, so now you're, you're not just queer, you're also into intersexual, yeah. which is not... It's becoming more of a common thing in society, which we should be grateful for because you should be able to be with whoever you want, regardless yes. of gender, skin color, anything. But I think at a place like Stellenbosch, for example, it is something that is new. Just like queerdom was vi- in 2018. When it was fresh. When it was not even 20, 2016. I remember a friend of mine was here in 2016. And that was... That was 14. That was the ghetto. That sounds like it would have been the ghetto. But yes. you know what I also heard is... My first experience versus your first experience. Very different. Very different. Very different. But you know what I think that also tells us? Stalinbosch is growing. Yes. Society is growing. We are Definitely. moving. We're not stagnant. Like, there is growth that's being made. It's good that we can see the progress that's made between the yes. two things. Which is nice because you come from a completely different time than I come. And obviously it converges now. But we've got like, kind of like a, like a benchmark that to set now. Yes. Because we can see where we've been and where we're going. And obviously the next person two years from now is going to have a completely different experience of what I'm having. Which is what we're hoping for here. Yes, we want everyone to come into this fresh and it gets better and better. Yes. We should always be progressing. There's like, no such thing as, as reaching the limit for progression. Never. There's no such thing. Progression exists because it's always going to be there. It's the one thing that's constant. Honestly. No, really. Like, And I'm so proud. Honestly, besides all the, the trauma and the drama that constantly exists the queer phobia yes. all of that i am proud of the steps that the queer folk have made and i said it time and time again queer people every day on this campus are coming through they're showing up they're saying we're here we're queer you will listen to us to stay. exactly because obviously like the reason why like i get this a lot when i speak to older people is oh, your generation came up with this whole thing of being queer. And I'm like, no, no. your generation was very much queer. You just didn't talk about it, one. You were, you were all closeted. You had to hide. You were, you were in love with your best friend, but you had to get married to a woman because you couldn't tell your best friend you were in love with him. And sometimes they Not didn't even know. Before. Sometimes they didn't even know. Yes. That's the thing. A lot of people, they... They had feelings for someone, but they didn't know they were able to have because those they, feelings. Yeah, they didn't know that was a thing. So it's, it's not that... So even looking at that difference, like the progression we've made from back then to now, is massive because we're all saying, I'm queer and there's nothing fucking wrong with that. Amen. Just because being, het- uh, het- oh, being heterosexual is the standard does not mean that I'm wrong for being the way I am. Same. Like, I had a chat with one of my friends who's doing, doing law and they were like, it's, it's wild that to be queer you can like if you're bisexual or if you're if you're gay you can get married to another man but it's not under the marriage act that is it's like it's why is queer rights added to human rights yes it's always an additive it's will include you yeah oh it's like oh no now i've got to include queer rights or women's rights into human rights i'm like no human rights are kind of the standard yes you're just you're just extending they're all interlinked yeah it's all interlinked you're just bringing in things you purposefully left out before but you know i think i noticed that as well we have this fixation of i'm a man you're a woman yes it's all very much when rigid. in actual fact we're all human beings it's somewhat like men are always but like 
real mean don't hit women real mean what does human beings don't don't hit each other exactly they shouldn't be inserting violence onto other people like real men don't hit each other and i'm like well clearly they do so wow. what's what should we say instead because exactly so you you the chat needs to change the That's chat the definitely thing. needs to change because we're so stuck on giving a specific group a platform which is not wrong because obviously we need to give marginalized voices a platform to speak on but i've always said like i would i would genuinely get this tattooed on my body solidarity is the end goal like like complete just complete solidarity between everybody because we're so hell bent on looking at each other as you're gay you're bi you're this you're that you're straight whatever um you're white whatever but we're not all focused on the fact that at the end of the day we should all have a basic human right yeah this this a level of humanity that somehow left all of us we all it's just gone it's gone and some of us have it oh definitely to the point where we're confused why you're so focused on these things and we're not but it's just the general that is the chat that, that is, is the always tea. the chat. but i think in that how do you think you are kind of own who you are like i don't think we ever reach that that stage where we fully are who we are we own no, ourselves we don't. but how have you like gotten to a stage where you're more comfortable in yourself not as just as a queer person but as a woman as a brown person so yeah i think at the end of the day like the way i identify is i definitely identify as a woman a brown woman and a queer woman i'm bisexual and it's it's a lot to take in because there's obviously the standard type of person you should be which is like white straight and you know and so to be anything else is kind of considered as deviant yes but at the end of the day i keep reminding myself that i am in that case completely unique you are completely special and owning that is going out there and knowing that nobody can take any of those three things away from me they can't take away the fact that i'm a woman and they can't take away the fact that i'm brown and they can't take away the fact that i'm queer because each of those three things comes with a struggle of its own that is true and nobody else can fight that struggle and nobody can else can overcome it the way i have so that's me owning it is saying like you can come up to me and invalidate who i am but you can only do that because you don't know what it's like to be me that's such a beautiful way i've never thought of things in that way and, and i love that outlook because yeah, yeah. i think it's it's something i've always struggled with as a person just owning your space which is crazy because you you know me now you work with me and then these other people who i've worked with before and the first thing they always say is you always give the vibe as though you're you're so confident you know you exactly who 100%. you are and i sit there and i think to myself i was like Child, if only you knew. I'm a hot mess. I am an I'm actor. Struggling. I am an actor, but that's that's something I I saw in the media recently. Um, someone said they they just basically said that we're all delusional. That that if you want to succeed in this day and age, be a little delusional. Not to quote the whole TV show. This I'm pretty sure you're gonna know which one I'm quoting, but. 90% of life is confidence and sometimes it's real and sometimes yes! it's Yes. So yes, like and that's for me that's if somebody asked me what do you do to be confident to own your space when i come into into spaces i have music in my head i'm i'm a character and i'm coming into the space the main character as the main character yeah i am take I, it or leave it no honestly like I for a very long time when people would ask me, "Oh, you're an introvert or you're an extrovert?" be like, "Oh, I'm such an introvert. I'm super shy." Girl, where? Where? 
it was only honestly it was only honestly in the last three weeks that i really discovered how extroverted and how fucking confident i am and that's why it's also like you never like you said you never truly discover yourself you're always constantly learning new things and for me now that i know that i'm actually confident i'm realizing how much bullshit it actually is because it's just walking into a room and deciding that i'm gonna own it and you know what it is for years we've been put down when you are queer, when you are a woman, when you are brown, right. when you're black, the first thing that people do is they try and squash, squash you. you down. Because when people are on top, when they are the leaders, when they are the driving forces, they don't want other people to succeed because they feel That's, threatened. And yes. instead of helping them, they just shove them down. And then they try to convince them, you're not worthy, you're not worth it. But you at don't the end of the day, we do. Yes. You know what? No, this is such a good story because this is something that happened to me this morning. So obviously when I was in, in high school at the time, like brown women were not considered beautiful. Like mm-hmm. Indian women always were looked at as super hairy. Why is your nose so big? Your eyebrows, girl, they're stuck together. Like, grow up. Not the unibrow. Not the unibrow. Um, so obviously like I was very insecure about all of that going on when I was younger. And then also just my body type and like Indian girls have a certain body type and there was all of that kind of like conversation going around. Mm-hmm. So the person I had a crush on when I was in high school in grade eight was a grade 10 white straight boy. Oh, child. Uh, so what a stretch. What a stretch. This morning he matched with me on Tinder. Full circle moment though. Full circle That's a moment. full circle moment. And honestly, that just goes to show though that when we come into ourselves, suddenly people take notice. That is true. Suddenly, you you weren't interested in me back then, but is it because I look, okay, granted, I look harder now than I did in grade 10, I mean, in grade 8, but... I'm sure you were beautiful. <laughs> we were all a little crusty back then. Do you know what, what makes me mad is people used to tell me in grade 8, because I used to do my, my makeup in grade 8, like my eyebrows and stuff at school, and people used to always tell me, like, your eyebrows look so good. Looking back at my photos, you fucking liars. No, but I feel like you know what it is. We're looking at it in the current lens. <laughs> yes. We need to take ourselves back to no, that time. No, but girl was cute. Her eyebrows were not on par. Like, not, you know, there's lots of things that aren't <laughs> on par. Like, I think what you just mentioned, our idea of who we are, who we can be, who we... They need to just align. And then we really can come into ourselves. That's like, that true. alignment needs to be reached. Because... I'll tell you this, for me, my coming out story. <laughs> Let me just tell everyone my coming Let's out just. story. So, because it links very much to that, to what I just said, the alignment of things and how when you own yourself, things will just mm-hmm. come together. So, I've always been gay. It's, not, it's never been a secret. <laughs> I was the cover boy in primary school, high school, I, everywhere. I would have loved to see you in primary school. It was wild. It was wild. Shame. Um, but I think parents, they know, my parents are very accepting, mm-hmm. I'm very blessed. It's something that if your parents do love and support you and they are um, accepting towards who you are in your own life, not their version of who you should be, but yes. you in who you are, you should be very appreciative and that's something I really am and I, I'm thankful every day. But we never had that conversation. We, we did accidentally when I was 13. <laughs> and I, it was my birthday and I was like, I think I like this boy and I showed my whole family but nobody spoke about it again it wasn't like great I was a I was a bad bitch one you thing really was a baddie and then when I was 16 my mom asked me again we were laying and we were watching they <laughs> knew I watched Drag Race I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race since I was 12 
on Vuzu. One, two, three. Thank you. If you were there, you would know. <laughs> they knew. They knew. So my mom asked me. We didn't speak about sexuality, but she asked, "Would you ever do drag? Would you be a drag queen?" Mm-hmm. And at that stage, I was like, "No, I would never do this." You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like to cover up because. Mm-hmm. You also thing- didn't know. It's like when there's when there's no conversation because that's where I'm at now. If there's no conversation of coming out or like your sexuality then you're like do i talk about it exactly where are we but you know the weird thing is i think it was because with my friends i never had to come out they always just knew whatever i did or said or they went with it they ran oh they were done as writers they was and i thank my friends every day no one was asking me when you're coming out they were just like alex is alex who do you like and i was like i like ryan and there I was. <laughs> Charm. I think everyone, everyone, everyone had a Ryan. Everyone had a Ryan. Shame. <laughs> Not even a hunger Ryan. But basically, yeah. So when I actually came out, it was in I think my second year. So I was, I wasn't. Whoa. Yeah, I was only in second year when I actually like to me that was my actual coming Come out, on, yeah, yeah. and it was actually more of like a phone call than an actual in-person thing. And my mom was like, "You better say it now, say it now." <laughs> and I was like, "Why? Just, you need to go out. You need to love your life." That's the most proud thing I've ever heard. You are gonna keep yourself back forever and ever and ever. And I was like, "No, but that is support." I me mean, crying. I'm like, "Yes, yes, I am." And then mom was like, "Oh." That's Tristan, my brother. Yes. And I'm like, yes, Tristan knew long ago. Tristan knew about... Ages ago. Ages ago. Because we have... My brother and I have a very open dialogue. I'm so thankful. Um, and then... Yeah, and then after that, I ended up going out. And... Oh, yes. I have been uh. out for years. Mine is my second year. This is Stellenbosch. We go out all the time. And then... While I was out, I ended up meeting my first ever boyfriend. That same night that I came out... That. So I think when you really come into your own and things you really you. things happen for you, if you just you. oh yes I am queer and it's difficult. I'm not gonna lie, it's difficult. We all have different experiences. Not everyone's privy to what I went through, where your mom is basically forcing you out of the class, yeah. closet, yeah. pulling you. She said, "Come out." Some now. people they have a harder time, and we need to be empathetic. Yes. Coming out is different for every single person, but I always tell people. When you're ready, when you're safe, when you're able to, it's the most liberating thing you'll ever do for yourself. And that's with anything, pursuing your dreams in life, your goals, owning yourself as as a brown or black person, because that's a hard journey. That's a very difficult In South Africa, that's a hard journey. So once you're there, you really, that's when you really, you come into yourself. You say, I am, I am that person. But I think the coming out chat is important. Excuse me to have now especially with a lot of like a lot of people who are listening to this what the hell are gonna consider coming out now that is true you're probably thinking like now is my time let me own my space own your space own your space and honestly it's it's gonna be difficult for a lot of it is but like alex said things happen when you start owning your space and when you come out and i mean don't feel forced to come out never but if you're there and you feel safe and you're ready, maybe now is the time. No, it's your race. It's your pace. Yeah, your race. Your... I never came out. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never came out to my parents. My friends also, I didn't need to come out to them. Like, I think when they saw me macking her girl while, while I was out, they were like, cool. Oh, they're like, they yeah. were like, it must be. It must be. It must be. Um, and then obviously, according to my university friends, I give off 
bisexual energy. The queer energy. Um, but with my parents, never came up. I've had countless conversations with my, my parents though about like queer rights and they support that and like very much involved in it and they're so proud of everything I do on, on campus in, in like uh, recognizing queer, uh, queer rights and stuff like that. Love that for them. Actually, sidebar story, but my, my family, the rest of my family is very much not like that. Very oh. much not on the queer train, not on the woman's right train, not on the... Mm. For brown people, they're quite racist, but I was really proud of my dad because he comes from an Afrikaans town. It's very strict, very rigid. And a couple of days, we were there in December, and my little cousin is like 13. And somebody said something about two men kissing. And my cousin goes, ew, that's so gross. My father whipped his head around from the dinner table so oh, yes. quick, looked at my cousin and said, what's you about that? And I actually Aww. went, I went up to him afterwards and I was like, I'm so proud of you. That was such an important thing that you did for him because he cannot grow up thinking that that's you. I mean, you had a hand in that. I love that story. Right? I was so proud of my dad. But back to the whole coming out thing. Never came out to them. Uh, my brother, however, not that I came out to him, but we were playing a game of Kings drinking oh yes and um the one of the questions one of them was like any you have to ask the person questions and somebody asked me a question, a question of what my how many people i've kissed and then they specifically said separate men and women and my brother was uh, like what oh and i was like oh this is a good time they to wanted tell to you. know your business i was like now's a good time to tell you bro so he knows um and so my mom just like we've just never had that conversation about it and then one day she took me to American Source and she was like, these rings are so pretty. It was the pride collection of rings. Oh. You see, I feel like parents, when they accept it for themselves, then they, then start, they start doing the little things. Yes. So then she was like, I was like, oh, how come you want to buy these for me? And she's like, I just think you'd love them. Like, like, let's just buy the whole set. Oh. And now she keeps buying me things in pride colors. Like in, oh, in I love that. The other day she bought me a wallet that says choose equality and it's written in, in rainbow letters. Child. Your mom, your mom is giving you the signs my mom gave me before <laughs> she, she said, come. So, mom, if you're listening to this, oh. I'm bye. <laughs> Yay. I love this. She, she might listen to it. So. I love this. Congratulations. Like, it is, it's a big step. It's a big step to take. But I like how we, we've also through this kind of conversation, we've learned that experiences are different very different people people need different things people want different things we go through things differently but ultimately it's all about just owning what you want and who you are and where you want to go to that's the most important thing it's 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 like a quote that i did recently it's in yvonne orgy's book you know insecure i have not watched it you need to watch insecure to everyone go watch insecure um, and it said, don't allow yourself to disqualify what you bring to the table just because someone else sat down before you. No, but wow. And that's... Because actually... Because that's a that's common thing. That's yourself. That is owning yourself. So come into your own. Love yourself. Give yourself the time and express who you want to be the way you feel like you should be. Preach. Preach. That's that was beautiful. <laughs> wow, I'm so, I'm so... I'm kind of proud where this episode went. I'm proud too, and we're so excited for this journey. Yeah, this is just the first step in a lot of important conversations that need to happen, and as much as it's going to be free-flowing and very, like, upbeat and stuff like that, we are going to touch on some very hectic things. Definitely. But that's what we're here for. And the only way you make progress sometimes is having uncomfortable conversations, because... If you don't talk about it, it's not going to be normalized. Never. So, 
I'm proud of us, and I'm proud of where we're going. I'm proud of all of us. All of us. All, all of, of us. And the growth we'll be making this year. So, from my side, thank you all very much. And we'll catch you at the next episode. Thank you, guys. Bye.